0: is it just me or is the coffee broken today i am having the hardest time i was up very late last night trying to get everything together that i needed for the christmas show because i got some travel between now and the christmas show and my gosh um i can't wake up today i'm doing my best if i hadn't said anything you wouldn't notice but i'm honest and transparent okay um all right so i want to go to the phones out of the gate here i want to go to greg i don't want to keep you waiting greg Greg, welcome.
1: Thank you very much. Um, Yeah, I was reading a book by James Michener called The Bridget Ondow," about the revolt in Budapest in 1956. The uh, Mm -hmm. Hungarians finally got tired of being lied to. Um, And one of the things that jumped off the page was um, when he stated living under the communists and their perversion of common sense. And that's what we're living under today. We're being told Mm -hmm. that men can menstruate and have babies and boys can compete in track and field with girls because they identify as girls and now in new york city you've got children sitting outside in the cold being told they can't speak to each other at lunch Mm -hmm. um and and that's that's where we've gotten and and when when the most basic normal common sense things are 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 pilloried by the media Mm -hmm. And by the establishment, what are you left to do? Eventually, the people lose it, and uh, and I think they, that's where we're headed as a nation.
0: Yeah, I, I think so, and and that's why I actually think uh, you're seeing such a dramatic swing in polling right now, uh, because in this country, the way we we change directions is is we deliver beatdowns at the ballot box, uh, not not in the street. And the left has well, forgotten that rule. And as they are in the in the street beating people down and smashing windows, the voters themselves are about to revolt in kind of extreme ways. I mean, it, it, just put it to you this way, Greg. Uh, we have never seen in historic generic ballot polling the Democrats to be doing in the polling average as bad as they are. I mean, you go back and average the generic ballot polling, questions that have been asked now for 60 years, We've never seen the Democrats as bad in the generic ballot as they are this year. Uh, And in large part, it has to do with Hispanic voters who move to this country fleeing socialism. They come to this country. You got the Democrats openly agitating for socialism. In addition to all the lockdowns of the virus and and the nonsense on that, it is just counter science, counter to science, counter to common sense. And at the end of the day. The American public tends to have common sense. We, we can lose it sometimes, but we tend to have common sense. And right now, people are really frustrated and, and really angry about the state of things in the country. They're angry about the, the in-your-face, nonstop social justice warriors out there. And there's a lot of despair out there, too. People looking for something better. They're frustrated with inflation, costs, fi- finding jobs, keeping jobs, everything. And I need to talk about that for a minute. And I've talked about this a little bit. Last week, I guess it was, maybe it was Monday, but I got some more data. I like to talk to you about the data because it's not me. It's just, it's the numbers. So I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to get you down and depressed, but we need to talk about this for a minute because I looked, I was curious right now. As I am talking to you, as you hear my voice right now, someone is committing suicide. Maybe it's down the block from you or in your city, in your state somewhere, a state over, a few states over, someone is winding down their breathing, inflicting death to themselves, at their own hands, 132 times today. 132 times today, there will be a suicide in the United States. Someone's going to hang himself. Someone's going to shoot himself. Someone will cut himself. Someone will swallow pills or drown or swerve into oncoming traffic or jump or find another creative way to end their own life. They will make permanent, irreversible change because of a temporary problem. Most will do it out of despair. And this is where the pandemic comes in. I have talked about this before, and I've just dwelled on it more, and and it was kind of a thought I hadn't thought of before. And now I can't get it out of my head. Whether, whether you are, are a person of faith or not, I just, I find it striking in the Judeo-Christian account of creation in the second chapter in Genesis, the God of all the universe is there. He's created everything. It's the sixth day. He's creating humanity, makes humans in his image and likeness, calls the first man Adam and Adam gets the pleasure of walking with God. They get to hang out together. You get to hang out with God, like touch him, God, in the garden. And even though you get to hang out with God, God keeps you company. The very eternal looks around, sees what he's made, and says, it's not good that man should be alone. I'll make a helper to fit him. I mean, the God who made everything, who made us, knows people need people, not just God. We... we No man is an island. No man can be alone. Some of us like to be alone. I get emotionally exhausted after being in crowds. People need people. If our public health officials, if our politicians had the wisdom of God, perhaps they would have rethought the COVID policies that we have been dealing with for the last two years. Masks so we can't see each other smile, social distancing so we can't be near each other. Lockdowns and isolation, so we can't be anywhere near each other. Families are arguing right now. i've I know a family. I have family friends. And the grown-up couple, they have not vaccinated their seven year old. And the wife's parents, do not want to see their own grandchild for Christmas because their seven-year-old grandchild is not vaccinated. The grandparents are vaccinated. The parents are vaccinated. They're all boosted as well. The odds of the seven-year-old having COVID are slim to none. But the grandparents are living by fear and would prefer to fill their house with fear and discomfort than with people. It's a terrible choice. I mean, families should not be squabbling with each other over vaccines and masks right now. And honestly, I do think that if you're an adult and you've just decided, by God, I'm not going to take this shot. You can't make me take this shot. I've read on the internet, it's more likely to kill me than the the virus. I grow up, put your family at ease. I, I don't think your family should be forcing it on your kids. But on you, a grown-up, yeah, go get the vaccine. It's not going to hurt you, more likely than not. If you get the virus, you're more likely to suffer. But we're finding ways to isolate each other. We are finding ways as a society to block each other out. In our isolation, we have dwelled on the void, on the nihilism of the current times, and on social media, which makes it all worse, the well-curated lives of others designed with the frozen smile and wink of perfection. All it does is mask their misery. They got problems too. They got problems. You think that that anorexic model who's showing her bones in her rib cage and smiling perfectly doesn't have an eating disorder? I'm sorry. I hate to tell you, but life ain't good for that woman. I'm sorry. All your well-curated, manufactured people, I, I know a guy, he's a fitness model. I actually know him. We got to know each other on Instagram and and have connected off. And he's kind of wound down his social media account because he realized that to build his business, he was showing, I mean, the perfect abs, the perfect body, always working out, always at the gym, always doing deadlifts. It got a little bit ridiculous, but it it was building him a business as a fitness consultant and a fitness model. And he gave it up. said, one, it's just too hard to do to try to have 5 6% body fat all year round. And also, he was conveying an image, and he started to feel guilty, conveying an image to other people that people were taking it as something really easy for them to do, and it. it's not. It was hard. And he knew he was drawing other people in and contributing to other people's problems, and he didn't want any part of it. And now, really, he's got enough clients now. He doesn't need to do it, and I do think that part of that is that. But it, it, it really got to him, the number of people who were getting depressed because they weren't able to meet the standard he himself was able to meet with a lot of hard work. And he was conveying on social media, all these things and how to do it, but people couldn't get how hard it is and how unsustainable it is. Social media is like that. Instagram is one of the worst. Instagram is my favorite platform. E.W. Erickson on Instagram. I love Instagram because you can get a sense of, of my real me and and y'all. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm messy. I like to cook. I like to eat. I need to lose weight. I'm going to the gym. My gosh, I did squats yesterday. My legs are still sore. I got to work on the diet part. My wife's lost 55 pounds working on the diet. I need to. But I look at some people on Instagram and they're, they're clearly posing. I know a guy. I actually stopped following him. He carries a tripod with him. Carries a tripod with him. And takes selfies, but he he uses a timer so it looks like he's got a photographer with him all the time. He's just trying to build build an image on, on social media that's fake. And it contributes to other people's despair and despondency and depression and covetousness. My gosh, social media can cause covetousness, jealousy, depression. But you know what's even more pernicious about social media? Social media enables our greater isolation. Because we become digital friends with figments. We commune with them. We think we know them through their well-curated social media. And then we shut real people out of our lives. Because, I mean, why why have a real person when I can just stare at the photos of the pretty people on Instagram and they don't talk back, but we become friends. We read their comments and they think we know us. This is one of the interesting things about this particular radio program. And I was actually commenting, uh, talking to another national radio show host about this. And they don't experience it like I experienced it. And, and they told me that I'm just too transparent, that I am too relatable, that maybe I need to not be for my own good. I just, I don't know. I think I'm here to relate to you guys. But I, I, I have made friends with people, but also have people who think they're my friend because I talk about stuff like this. It's not just all raw politics and stuff. And, and they think they know me and, and they reach out to me and, and we I engage with them on social media and the like. Every once in a while, people want to meet up and, and occasionally I will humor people and, and do something like that. But, I, you know, I'm not really a people person. It exhausts me to spend time with other people that I don't really know well. And it's, it's not meant to offend. It's just I'm I'm more introverted than you may think. But social media makes people feel connected to people they don't really even know. And the result is that they isolate themselves from the people they do know in the real world who are next door, who they can smell, they can touch, they can feel, they can hear, they can see, and they don't get that. God in the Garden of Eden told Adam, you're not meant to be alone. You got to hang out with God. And God says, you need people to hang out with too. You do. Well, I've said all of this. Someone else out there has begun to contemplate how they're going to end their day today by making temporary problems solved with a permanent solution that will end badly for them in the holiday season. 132 people today are going to do that. So I want you to think about this. It may be you. There's help out there. There's suicide hotline, but also, you need to understand one of the chief reasons for despair right now is the ad campaigns, the world, the perfect tree, the perfect gift, the perfect holiday, the perfect car with the perfect bow in the garage that you can't afford and you know it and you're not going to get it, the perfect time with family, all of that. You know what? Families are nuts. Families are crazy. Families, you get a hard time with families. It's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. And the more you internalize the perfect ideal for what you get at Christmas, you're going to be more miserable. So stop it. And I know that's hard. It's easier said than done. But someone out there right now is willing to just hang out with you. You are miserable and you're putting on a face. Stop it. Be honest. Be real. Share your burden with somebody else. It's hard to do, but you got to take the first step. The holiday season, we have 132 people a day will take their life. And it spikes at this time of year. Because people are depressed, and oftentimes they don't want to be depressed around other people. They don't want to be the party downer. There are phone numbers you can call. There are people you can talk to. I talk about this issue a lot around this time of year because I had a friend a number of years ago who went through this and ended her life in a parking lot with a bottle of pills, and it took days to find her. And so I try to be very mindful and very open and very transparent with all of you. We all suffer from depression. And this time of year can make it worse because you're striving for something you're never actually going to get. So I want to be mindful to every single one of you out there. It may not be you. It may be someone you know, and you may think they're perfectly fine. We have isolated ourselves for two years. Do not isolate yourself. Grandparents who are struggling with whether or not to see your grandkid because your grandkid's not vaccinated, suck it up. Parent who is struggling whether or not to get themselves vaccinated to hang out with your senior citizen parents, suck it up. Do what you need to do to be together this holiday season. Stop putting impediments in front of you. It's way easier to put these impediments in front of you than to get together, but you need FaceTime, real time, in-person time with other people this holiday season, so do it. You are struggling right now. Well, you should be, because I am. What am I going to get people for Christmas that I love? What am I going to get myself? Well, there are lots of things you can do, and one of the things you can do is considering how much time we sleep and stay in our beds, consider gifting Bull and Branch. My gosh, their sheets are comfortable. My wife was so excited when I told her that Bull and Branch was going to be an advertiser because she's been hearing about their sheets, and she wanted some, and we bought some, and then they sent us some. And gosh, she knew she was getting that second pair and she loves them. We have Bowling Branch on most of the beds in our house now. And all the time people ask us when they stay at our house, what exactly it is? Where do we get our sheets? Because you can feel the difference. They are very soft. You know, that they've got a good snug feel to them, but they're also very soft. You can tell they've got a high thread count. I really, really do like these things. They are very soft They've got organic cotton weave. They feel incredible all season long, every season, from twin-sized beds to California Kings. Treat yourself and your loved ones to the new standard embedding from Bowling Branch. Their gifts come wrapped and ready in their special holiday packaging. If you order by December 19th, you get guaranteed delivery for Christmas. Best deals of the year are going now from December 6th to December 8th with promo code ERIC ERICK at bullandbranch.com that's bull b o l l and branch.com the promo code is ERIC ERICK exclusions may apply you're going to want bull and branch yes you are charlie says i'm depressing everybody <laughs> at least depressing him i'm sorry it's still it's 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 a relevant important topic uh and i got another one to talk about when we come back on our birds our birds real. Some millennial conspiracy theory out there that birds are actually government-created drones. <laughs> Stick with me. First, let's lighten the mood a little bit. My, my, my dear producer uh, has a friend who has been doing some of our great parodies out there, including the woke hymnals. Well, we got the Joe Biden Grinch hymn. You're a screw-up, Mr. Biden. You really are too old You're as clumsy as a clown The country's headed off the road Mr. Biden You're a bad banana with
1: Greasy black mold
0: You're a liar Mr. Biden Your borders open wide, your brain is full of pudding, you've got a streak of sinful pride, Mr. Biden. I want to know where you were when Jeffrey Epstein died. Now, I I, I faded out there, it goes on. Probably we should have left it. We should have cut it off after the Jeffrey Epstein thing. It goes on for another two minutes, which is a bit much for me to do here. But I end it there on a point. Hey, you know, all of these, cons- like let, let's QAnon, you know, QAnon, that there's a a global deep state conspiracy of the CIA and Satanists running human trafficking around the world. I can kind of see why they came up with something like that. Given this Jeffrey Epstein trial and, and what's her name, Ghislaine, what's her face who was his madam, who is just connected to like all these powerful people on the planet, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, Prince Andrew, um, on and on, Bill Gates, it seems, it just, it's kind of crazy and it's not getting a ton of attention, except down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole place. I think she's probably going to be guilty. Uh, And I'm wondering why she's still alive if there is some sort of grand government conspiracy. I mean, I saw this again, and, and this one I saw myself. Uh, people rearranging the stuff in the, um, in in stores to say Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, I'm surprised the Let's Go Brandon stuff is is outnumbering it. But again, I mean, it's what ornaments and Epstein have in common. They don't hang themselves. <laughs> when we come back. Birds, are they actually government drones? This is the Gen Z conspiracy of our time. For several years when I practiced law, I volunteered for the Alliance Defending Freedom to be an on-call lawyer for them. It's one of the few legal nonprofits in the country that really racks up wins, both state courts and federal courts for conservatives and Christians. People who have a Christian conservative worldview. Since leaving my law practice, I volunteered in the past to speak at ADF events, I've been to their training sessions where they teach lawyers and pundits how to talk plainly about complex legal issues and understand the state of play on cases around the country from local city councils all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. Now I'm glad to have ADF as an advertiser, but honestly, I'd be encouraging you to support them this time of year anyway. The Alliance Defending Freedom takes donations from you and uses them to help those who can't afford lawyers hire the very best lawyers to fight for freedom from the Supreme Court of the land all the way down to the local level. Right now, ADF has received a matching grant, so all new donors will have their gifts matched. All you have to do is go to adflegal.org slash Erickson today and donate. adflegal.org slash Erickson, E-R-I-C-K-S-O-N. Hi there. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-97-ERICK, 877 877- Nine seven three seven four two five. Glad to have you with me. Oh, what is this? What is this? Oh my goodness gracious. Yep. Sorry. We, we got some crazy people emailing people upset that I'm telling people they should take the vaccine, but it shouldn't be mandated. Ah, you know, you can, you can hold two competing thoughts in your head. And that leads me into this topic. Are birds real? Are birds real? Are they? How do you know? There's been a campaign around the country for the last few years by a guy named Peter McIndoe. He's 23 years old now, and he drives around in a van with a PR campaign as a spokesman claiming birds are not real. I mean, look at them. They they don't have power, and yet they somehow fly. Where's that come from? They can sit on power lines. You can't sit on a power line. So clearly something must be up. He, he, He makes a case that birds are not real. Tagline is, pigeons are liars. What are birds if birds are not real? Birds are government drones designed to spy on us. Birds are not real, he says. Now, the reality is, of course, you and I know birds are real. Peter McIndoe knows they're real. This is a story in the New York Times. And let me just read you some of this. Last month, birds aren't real adherents protested outside Twitter's headquarter to demand the company change its bird logo. The events were all connected to a Gen Z-fueled conspiracy theory, which posits the birds don't exist and are really drone replicas. Installed by the U.S. government to spy on Americans, hundreds of thousands of young people have joined the movement wearing Birds Aren't Real t-shirts, swarming rallies, and spreading the slogan. It might smack of QAnon, the conspiracy theory that the world is controlled by an elite cabal of child-trafficking Democrats, except the creator of Birds Aren't Real and the movement's followers are in on the joke. They know, in fact, that birds are real. They're using crazy to combat crazy. In other words, they actually know birds are real. Their issue here is that we live in a day and age where conspiracy theories and disinformation can kick up very quickly. We live in a post-truth era, and there are a lot of people who have bought into this. Now, I'm sure, actually, that there are some Gen Zers out there who have started questioning, given the, the the popularity of this among young people, maybe birds really aren't real. And that's, that's one of the issues that must be determined is how many young people have fallen for it. Do they need to be deprogrammed? But there's a larger issue here that he gets to. Now, these kids who are do- doing this, they are of the left. And this is in large part targeted at some of the crazy conspiracy theories that have cropped up on the right, including QAnon, the stolen election, and the like. But I actually want to spend a little time on this because, my gosh, we live in a post-truth era, do we not? Where no matter what the truth is, if you don't believe it, no one can persuade you otherwise. And people are very adamant that what they believe is true is true. And they're going to find ways when you present them the facts to not accept the facts. It's a a fascinating social dichotomy here where we no longer trust objectivity. Now, I want to spend a few moments with you on my worldview because it's very important that you understand where I come from. Not all of you do come from where I come from. And I need to lay it all out on the table for you so that you at least understand how I see this issue. I am a Christian. And in my Holy Scripture, the God of all creation, whose birth we will celebrate in a few weeks, the second person of the Trinity comes to earth, grows up, walks the earth. And one of the things he says is that I am the truth, the way, and the life. I am the truth. So I believe in my worldview and my sense of things that if Jesus of Nazareth says I am the truth, there must be an objective real truth. Marxist scholars who embraced postmodernism, of course, most of them were vocal French philosophers, hit on postmodernism. And in postmodernism, there is no truth. There's no truth. There's no God, so there can be no truth. Truth becomes what you wish it to be. So if you want the truth to be that the sky is green and the grass is blue, well, then that is your truth. And who am I to question you? Who am I to question you if you think the sky is green and the grass is blue? If you think the ocean is green and the grass is blue and the sky is green to match the ocean. Okay. If you think the actual color is blue and the actual color green is, is, is you think the actual color green is blue and the actual color blue is green? Who am I to question you? It's your truth. So the problem is we in society settle on truth and society itself has said that blue is blue and green is green. And yes, there are people who are colorblind and can't necessarily process those colors, but that exception doesn't dispute the rule, just shows that those people have something going on. But what the postmodernists would say was, who gives you the right to decide that the color blue is blue and the color green is green? We see this going on with math. There's a story out there today that uh, they want to bring intersectionalism and race conversations into the study of math, that math should be inclusive, but math is math. Two plus two equals four. And what the postmodernists will tell you is that the only reason you believe two plus two equals four is because that's what the dominant discourse of white supremacy tells you. That if you decide two plus two equals crap two, well, then crap two is, is your version of four. And we shouldn't dispute you because it's your truth. Now, if that sounds crazy, it is crazy. There is a truth, and we should be grounded in the truth. And if you're a Christian, you have a real hard time where you should, and a lot of people unfortunately don't, going down this road of where you have your truth, and it doesn't matter what people say, you have your truth, except Jesus said he is the truth, and if he is the truth, there must be an objective truth. Part of our problem is we don't nuance enough. And I will use me as an example. I'll call myself out here. I tell you the election wasn't stolen. That does not mean I don't think there was fraud. It does not mean I don't think there were irregularities. It does not mean I don't think there were problems. What it means is the election was not stolen. What it means is that there were not enough votes in all the hanky-panky to throw the election to Joe Biden. Joe Biden did win. Some people ask why. Well, I was an elections lawyer. But beyond that, there is an objective way to prove the fraud. And the advocates who claimed that there was fraud, they failed before Trump appointed judges. That is the truth. And so if you want to prove the fraud and the theft and overturn the election, you have an objective standard you have to meet. It's not just the 11,400 vote margin between Trump and Biden. It's the 33,000 voters who chose not to vote for either one of them. You have to take them as well. And no one wanted to do that. So the truth is that the election wasn't stolen. There is an objective standard that was not met. But people look at the election and they say, well, there was this problem and there was this problem and there was this problem and there was this problem. There were a lot of problems. I've never seen an election where there were not. But there were not enough problems to surmount the objective standard of how you disprove an election. It was not done in a court of law where it must be done in front of Trump-appointed judges. They failed so the election was not stolen. That is objective truth. You may not like it. You can send me all the hate mail you want. You can call and cuss out my call screener as some people do, but there's an objective standard in. I believe we have to have objective standards. The problem is in the nuancing. A lot of nuance does not happen. A lot of people want to, myself included, paint in blacks and whites. The world is not monochromatic. There are shades of gray and we should be willing to acknowledge those shades of gray. Unfortunately, sometimes some people want to take those shades of gray and make them black or white just like people want to make green, blue, and blue, green. At some point, there has to be a specific arbiter of truth. Now, I will tell you this. I believe the arbiter of truth is God Almighty himself. You do not get to change math because math is almost the language of the divine. If you go to another planet and you take, in our language, two objects, and you pair them with another two objects, guess what? You get four objects. It doesn't matter whether you're on Earth or the planet Zenu with the Scientologists, you get four, add two and two, you get four, you get four on this planet, you get four on Mars, you get four on Jupiter, you get four on Saturn, you get four on Neptune, you get four on Pluto, even in Uranus, you get four, although you may have trouble seeing it, you get four, it's objective, math is an objective standard, And you can see in postmodernism how people want to even twist math and make math as something that's not objective. It's a very dangerous game people play because then the mob controls truth and God himself should control truth. If there's no God, Tim Keller wrote this in his book, The Case for God. If there's no God, you know who sets the standard for reality, who sets the standard for objectivity, who sets the standard for truth? The mob. The great says who? Who says what truth is? There must be a standard. So are birds real? Are birds real? Yes, birds are real. Birds are not government drones. Birds are real. Gen Zers have done this to mock people. And sadly, you know, there are people who will take them serious and think, ah, they really believe birds are real. And then they may question it too. Look at the people who question the landing on the moon. I know people to this day dispute that we landed on the moon. You're never going to convince them otherwise. Even though we landed on the moon. But you can't convince them. It becomes dangerous over time. Because monopolies and mobs want to have the truth that they control. And they control it by changing the definitions of words. So we see this with progressivism. This is where they're headed. They can't win at the ballot box. And so they want to change a win into a loss and a loss into a win. You can see this happening. As they say, it's Trump supporters who want to do otherwise. It's Trump supporters who want to overturn democracy. They themselves would be perfectly willing to do it. And that's the point they leave out. You and I have to commit ourselves to truth, particularly if you're someone of faith, you can't lie. We're all sinners. We're all prone to lying or obfuscating or distorting or deflecting, but there's truth. And the moment you stop believing, there is an objective truth. You empower the mob, which is what a lot of people are doing. A group of Gen Zers have concocted a way to mock people over their belief in conspiracy theories in this day and age, with this whole campaign that birds aren't real. They've taken out billboards, they launch protests, they drive around the country, or they claim birds aren't real. But here's the problem there, too, is they're lying. And they're using a lie to highlight an absurdity. How many people are they drawing into their lie? Makes you wonder. Hopefully not very many. And something like, birds aren't real. But the bottom line is this. We have an obligation, all of us have an obligation to seek the truth. And a lot of people on both sides of the aisle now, both sides have just given it up. They will listen to someone on the left or someone on the right, tell them what to believe. They won't think for themselves. They won't analyze the data. And then when they do, they go out with confirmation bias and they track down the people who tell them exactly what they want to hear. And that's what they believe is truth. We live in dangerous times. Commit yourself to the actual truth that's out there And you will be far better off, even if you won't be popular at the cocktail party with all your friends who believe the same thing. You yourself will be the sane one in insane times. Now... While you're being the same one in insane times, clean the air in your house with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. You get three of them. This incredible deal, just in time for Christmas, the Eden Pure Thunderstorm three-pack. You get three of them, one for your upstairs, one for your downstairs, one for your basement or your car. Or give three of them away. You get the three-pack, and you give three different people one air purifier. It cleans the air. It gets rid of the odors. It doesn't mask the odors. It eliminates them. You go to EdenPureDeals.com, and you click on Eric Erickson. You jump through from Eric Erickson, and guess what? You see the Eden Pure Thunderstorm three-pack. You put it in your cart, and at checkout, you'll see a discount code box, and you put in ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3, ERIC3. When you do that, you save $200 on this three-pack. You get all three of them for less than $200, and you get free shipping. It's an incredible deal, limited time. ERIC3 is the discount code, EdenPureDeals.com. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. Um, You want to get an idea of just how bad things are headed with this green economy out there? You guys, we don't pay enough attention to Europe. So what I mean by this, um, right now in the United States of America, we pay $4 on average around the country. Um, we, we pay around $4 to, for a megawatt of power. Um, and in Europe, do you know what they're paying right now in Europe? They're paying. It looks like, well, in January, France is going to start paying 400 euros. Keep in mind, we pay $4 for a megawatt of power on average in this country in France. Next month, they will be paying $451 when you do the exchange rate with the euro. We pay $4, they're going to pay $451 for the same megawatt of energy. Now, what the heck is going on there? It's the Greens. They've abandoned nuclear power and they've abandoned fossil fuel power. They've abandoned natural gas. They've abandoned coal for hydroelectric where they can find it and a lot of Europe can't sustain that and wind and solar and it's far more expensive believe it or not there's this thing called winter and in winter guess what it doesn't the sun doesn't shine as much so the solar panels don't work as well and oftentimes depending on where you are the wind doesn't blow very well or the windmills the wind turbines they freeze up even the ones with little heaters you get so cold they freeze up They spend so much on the power to heat the turbines that the the turbines don't produce enough power. They are having a major energy crisis in Europe right now. Now, I'm going to give you these numbers, and and let me just just put the exchange rate for you. Um, Roughly one euro equates to $1.13. So Germany, 191 euro per kilowatt hour. France, 222 right now. In January, the rates are going up, 400 400 euros in France, 250 euros in Germany. All of that means is, is basically they're going to be paying a whole lot more than you and me. It's a major crisis. People aren't going to be able to afford power. And why? It's because of their environmentalist movement. The environmentalist movement there is raising rates, and they want to do it here. It's part of the Green New Deal in Congress. They want to have us be like Europe. With extraordinary high rates that you and I can't afford, gas prices are enough. Can you imagine paying $400 a megawatt of power? We'll all go broke. Government will have to subsidize it and take it over and cut rates. And also, that's what they want government takeover of all the power. And you thought these last two years were crazy. Welcome to 2022. It's coming up and nothing makes sense still, especially in business. If you're a small business owner, good luck getting financing from a big bank right now. I can offer you a fantastic solution. If you're looking for $750,000 or more in financing for your business,